Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. We believe that stories are magic. So when we find a great one, we can't wait to share it. Far, far away on the planet Florp, a baby named Bobby Wonder was born. But his parents relocated the family to Earth right after the birth. So Bobby grew up having no idea he was an alien. Until his 10th birthday, that is. Can you imagine waking up on your birthday to find out that you can fly and talk to ducks? <coughs> Created by a New York Times best-selling children's author and produced by the award-winning Go Kid Go team, Bobby Wonder is out of this world fun. Search for Bobby Wonder on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are a thousand stories at Raymond Chandler Elementary School. Most of them have happy endings, but sometimes things get messier than a kindergartner finger painting during an earthquake. That's where I come in. Sam Archer, third grade detective. Episode nine, they only call your mom once. Friday morning had arrived with a thud, not a literal thud, but that's how it felt the hollow thud of a case unsolved. Actually, there was a literal thud too, as JT O'Shaughnessy dropped his backpack onto my desk. Hey Sam, you look down. JT was right, I felt terrible. The big kickball game was today and we still hadn't found JT's good luck charm, a stuffed wolf named Nero. Yeah, I'm kinda bummed about that too. Apparently I was so upset I was talking out loud without meaning to. Maybe this'll cheer you up. JT reached into his backpack and pulled out a paper bag. Whatever was inside smelled like everything good in the world. I told my dad about how you've been helping me, and we baked you a whole batch of cookies last night. Wow, JT. Your dad's famous cookies? I don't know what to say. Well, I know how much you like them. It seemed like a good way to say thanks for everything. They're the best cookies on Earth, but I can't accept them. Why not? Because the job's not done. I haven't found Nero for you. I can't accept payment. These are really more of a gift. I appreciate it, JT, but no. Good morning and happy Friday to all students and faculty. This is Principal Randolph with an important announcement. Today after lunch, we will have an all-school assembly, followed by the Raymond Chandler Elementary School Kickball Championship. The third grade team will be facing off against the sixth graders, so please join us for the fun. And by please, I mean attendance is mandatory. That is all. Our time was almost up. Our goose was almost cooked, which is especially bad because I don't eat goose. I'm a vegetarian. Five adorable kitten heroes. Good morning, class. Mr. Kozlowski floated into class like a balloon let go by a toddler. Of all the things that had happened this week, this was the strangest. Mr. Kozlowski looks happy? I don't think I've ever seen him happy. I was as baffled as JT, even more so when Mr. Kozlowski came over to my desk. Excited for the kickball game, JT? I guess so. I'm still worried about Nero, though. Oh, well, yes. 
but I bet you'll find him soon. I'm sure you'll be looking into Nero's big brown eyes in no time. Thanks, Mr. Kozlowski. Okay, everyone. Please take out your homework. That's when I was struck by a bolt of lightning. Okay, it wasn't an actual literal bolt of lightning, but nonetheless, I felt thunderstruck. Sam, you okay? JT, it's Mr. Kozlowski. Yeah, he's been our math teacher all year. You hadn't noticed? No, I mean... Ms. Archer, Mr. O'Shaughnessy, please turn your attention to the board. Sorry, sir. Now, as I was saying, fractions represent part of something, but sometimes these parts are greater than one. Crazy, right? Mr. Kozlowski has Nero. But we need to figure out where he's keeping him. Mr. Kozlowski, how sure are you? He just said... Ms. Archer, Mr. O'Shaughnessy, this is not let's talk about whatever we want with our friends time. This is math time. For math. Ms. Archer, please move to the empty desk near Ms. Stevens over there. We'll talk at lunch. Hey, Sam, let me know if you need to borrow a sharp pencil. I have 37. Now, as I was saying... Let's say that someone's heart is four-thirds full. It seemed like forever until the bell finally rang for lunch. But finally... And that's lunch. Don't forget we have an assembly right after. Okay, so what's up? Mr. Kozlowski said you'd be looking into Nero's big brown eyes. Uh-huh. So? So, why did he say that? Because Nero has brown eyes? Right! You know that because he's your wolf. I know that because I saw the photo of Nero and Mr. Slauson. But how does Mr. Kozlowski know that? Maybe he was guessing? Why would he guess brown? In real life, wolves don't have brown eyes. Is that true? Yeah. Their eyes are yellow or amber or even green sometimes, but not brown. Huh. Now listen, I'm going to stand here while I talk to you, so you can keep an eye on Mr. Kozlowski while I pretend to rearrange the stuff in my backpack. What am I watching for? Any indication of where he might be keeping Nero. Winston, ready for lunch? It's Miss Lubetkin. You bet. He's getting his lunch out of his desk drawer. And he's locking his desk drawer. And now he's staring at us like he can't figure out why we're still here. What are you two still doing here? Aha! There's my lunch money! Okay, JT, let's get some lunch, since it's lunchtime and everything! Smooth. We made our way to the cafeteria where we could talk freely. The cafeteria lady served me my lunch. There you go. Pretty sure that's potato salad. But I was too excited to be grossed out. You really think Mr. Kozlowski has Nero? I'm sure of it. Okay, but... You've been sure it's been like six other people this week. I'll admit, my record isn't perfect. So what do we do? Confront him? We don't have any proof. Yet. We don't have any proof yet. Sometimes I think yet is the most dangerous word in Sam Archer's vocabulary. There's always defenestrate. What does that mean? To throw something out of a window. They have a whole word for that? The point is, we might already know where Nero is. <gasps> You think he was defenestrated? Oh no, oh no, oh no. No, I think he's in Mr. Kozlowski's desk drawer. You said he locked it after he took his lunch out. 
Why would he do that? Unless there was something in there he didn't want people to see. What's he hiding? Why do I get the feeling you're going to say, let's go find out? I don't have to say it, JT. You just did. JT was nervous, and who wouldn't be? You can get into trouble for snooping around in grown-ups' things. But this was an emergency. We only had two hours until the kickball game, and I was positive Mr. Kozlowski was the culprit. Mostly positive. Okay, I had a hunch, but it was a strong hunch. Anyway, I needed to plan our next steps. Why don't you take a quick break and we'll see you back here in a couple minutes. It was two hours before the school's kickball championship, and I had never felt closer to finding JT's stuffed wolf, Nero. Unless I missed my guess, our teacher, Mr. Kozlowski, had Nero locked up in his desk drawer. But how do we open the drawer? It's locked. I saw a movie once where the detective uses a paperclip to pick a lock. I guess if it worked in a movie. JT and I made it back to Mr. Kozlowski's classroom without being seen. But we did see Mr. Kozlowski and Miss Lebetkin sitting outside eating lunch together. They were making goo-goo eyes at each other. <gasps> Ugh, adults are gross. Okay, no one's in here. Great, keep a lookout in the hallway and let me know if anyone's coming. I'll just grab a paper clip and... Hey, how's it going? If it were going well, I'd have the drawer open. Right. Huh, I just broke the paper clip. I have an idea. Mr. Slauson has spare keys to every lock in the building. I'll go ask him. Worth a try, I guess. I'll stay here and keep trying. Be right back. The paperclip was getting me nowhere. I was disappointed, but I already knew that movies weren't always 100% accurate. Five minutes passed, then 10. JT still wasn't back. I had to move faster, lunchtime would be over. I looked around for something I could use. That's when I saw it. Mr. Kozlowski's yardstick. I figured if I could just wedge it into the gap in the drawer and lean on it a little, Whoops. Samantha Archer, what are you doing? It's just Sam, Principal Randolph. And I was, uh, testing the strength of this yardstick. I regret to inform you, it's very shoddy craftsmanship. Were you trying to break into Mr. Kozlowski's desk? Break into is a loaded term, Principal Randolph. I was just trying to open this drawer without the key. This is unacceptable. You're coming with me to the principal's office. Wait, wait. Okay, I shouldn't have tried to pry the drawer open, but I have a good reason. I think Mr. Kozlowski has JT's stuffed wolf in there. That's ridiculous. At that moment, JT showed up. I couldn't find Mr. Slauson, but hi, Principal Randolph. Were you part of this attempted burglary, JT? He wasn't. It was just me. Well, actually... Why are there so many people in my classroom? It was actually a good thing that Mr. Kozlowski showed up at that moment. JT was about to confess to Principal Randolph. One of the things I admire about JT is his honesty. But I didn't want it to get him into hot water. That's a detective term for trouble. I caught Samantha. Sam. Sam, breaking into your desk. Trying to break into his desk, you mean I wasn't successful. That doesn't make me feel any better. 
Principal Randolph, you have to believe me. Mr. Koslowski has JT's stuffed wolf Nero. He's in that desk drawer. Why else would he have it locked? That's personal. Please, Principal Randolph, make him open it. I can't make him open his desk. That's his space. Ugh. But I guess I could ask. Mr. Kozlowski, would you mind opening your desk drawer? We had him. Mr. Kozlowski couldn't say no without looking guilty. But if he said yes, I was sure we would find Nero. All right. Uh, there appears to be a broken off paperclip in the lock. Was that you, Sam? I mean, probably. <laughs> Got it. As the drawer slid open, we all crowded around. Inside, I saw something I wasn't expecting. Flowers? Specifically, a dozen red roses. That's why I locked them in my drawer. I was keeping the flowers a secret. Why would you keep flowers a secret? They're for Ms. Lubetkin. I wanted to surprise her after school. I think you owe Mr. Kozlowski an apology. But you said Nero's eyes are brown. Did I? I don't remember saying that. You must be mistaken. You did, actually. Well, I was just taking a guess. Real wolves don't have brown eyes. I didn't know that. You're our science teacher. Okay, that's enough. Sam, you're coming with me. You have been disrupting school all week with this wild goose chase of yours. She was trying to help me. It's my fault. But it was Sam that was destroying school property. Sam, I'm going to call your parents to come pick you up. I was in hot water, enough to boil all the spaghetti in the tri-state area. My mom was going to be madder than a hornet's nest that's just been kicked by a really angry... Do you realize you're talking to yourself? She does that sometimes. Let's go, Sam. At least she stopped calling me Samantha. We walked down to the principal's office with JT following behind. He's a good friend. Thanks. You're a good friend, too. In fact, you're my best friend. Right back at ya. I just wish I had solved this case. Me too. Principal Randolph marched me into her office and shut the door. Okay, maybe it didn't really sound like that, but that's how it felt. It looked like the end of the line. But you know what they say? It's always darkest before the dawn. I don't know if that's true because I try not to wake up before sunrise, but it means sometimes when things look bad, they're just about to get better. And you know what? That's what's happening here. I'm sure of it. So I'm inviting you to join us in the next episode when we figure everything out. It'll be a thrilling conclusion. Promise. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. 
So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.